Welcome to It's Not That Deep with me, Lucy Woods, a mindfulness teacher, and me, Adrienne Kirk, a psychotherapist. Every episode, we discuss navigating the messiness of everyday life. We know it's a big subject, but we will do our best to discuss it lightly and make some sense of it all. In this episode, we're going to be talking about why does everything need to be perfect? Mm. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing something that that most of us can really resonate with. Uh, We've all had episodes, lifetimes, of, of needing things to feel perfect before, I don't know, before... Before we get there. Yeah. Before we'll be happy. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I would say I'm not a perfectionist in certain aspects because I can't be bothered in Mm. a lot of respects. So the the way I dress or whatever, you know, sometimes I will make myself look nice, but a lot of the time I don't really care that much, you know. So it's really, in fact, it's almost like a rebellion against the way I was parented with a mother that was obsessed with what you looked like and how you were turned out. Both my brother and I kind of rebelled against that in quite a massive way okay. and were quite messy as a result of her ridiculous, like, cushion-in-the-right-place mm-hmm. obsessiveness. Um, so we kind of went against that, but it does show itself in other ways yeah. in my life. Yeah. Like, needing to be the best at, or the best parent I can be, or, you know, that striving to do well as a person, even though it's not about outward appearance to me. Yeah. It all feeds my inner critic when I'm not the perfect person. Yes. Yes, when you've... I know what, exactly what you mean. When I feel like I've fallen short of the standards I've set for myself. Um, yeah, which, which, might, which may well not be about my appearance, but like you say, is about, is about values and kind of how I want to show up in the world. Or just being a bit of a rubbish person, yeah. you know. A failure at life. I mean, for example, in relationships I've had or something, yeah. or, you know, just knowing that that definitely wasn't perfect. Who I was in the relationship wasn't perfect. Um, so I think there's these two yeah. levels to it. There's the need to have outward perfection on the way that people view us, how we conduct our lives, how our homes are, what we look like. And then there's that inner sense of perfection, like how I feel about myself. Because I suppose that's not very tangible to other people to know that I'm judging myself as imperfect as a human. No, no. Well, and I think there's that thing that that I talk about quite often, which is that we're very often judging other people by what we can see the way they show up, how they look, how groomed they are, what car they drive, whatever it is that matters to us. And we're comparing that to how we feel. And then we're never going to match up on that because what we're seeing is is a sort of curated version either by them or one that we've curated about them, right, from from all we can see. And, yeah, and really the truth of it is we know that just because people have all the things or look a certain way, doesn't make them happy inside but we sort of miss that somehow when we're viewing other people's I'm going to put it in the inverted commas perfect life yeah absolutely. and as you say curated on social media or 
or even what they present to us yeah. when we see them. Yeah, or what we read into what we see, right? So somebody who looks, I don't know, poised. That's I, that's something I yeah. notice about people, right? They look poised and... Not me. <laughs> or me. You laughed a bit too hard there. <laughs> well, I was thinking... You know, You're I, much more poised than I am. Well, that's kind, but, but I I feel like I'm very emotional. I'm... I, 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 um, yeah, I show what I feel, right? And and I guess people I admire are people who have a level of slight detachment and who aren't as kind of fully in it, maybe, right? But I don't know. That's that's my projection of them. They might just be really sad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say we don't know because I think I can totally relate to what you're saying because it looks to us. Like they've got their bleep together. Yeah. They've got their act. Let's use that word. They've got themselves. They're so kind of together, and they're gliding through mm. life. What I think in an of elegant way. Absolutely. What I think of as a as a yoga teacher way of going. You know, not yeah. quite fully engaged. Just just serene. Yeah. Nothing flaps them. Exactly. They're yeah. Calm. They don't experience all these things that we talk about every episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not true, is no, it? No, it's probably not. But they do a good job of convincing us that it is. Well, oh. I don't even know that they're trying to, right? We do a good job of reading that into them. Yeah, maybe that's know? the story we create. Absolutely. Well, you just said, I'm more poised than you, which is not something I would... I would, I begin to connect with as, a, as an idea, right? So... <laughs> yeah, I just feel that my inner chaos, I'm quite happy to share as outer chaos and say, this is how it is. There's no, no uh, hiding what's going on here. And maybe some of those poised people are masking yeah. what's really going on. And maybe not. And we don't know. No, exactly. And that's the thing, right? We say this all the time. I try and step away from the stories that we're telling about people or ourselves or the environment Mm -hmm. or whatever. But, you know, I think it's really important in this case because we, it's really rare, I think, and I'm sure this is not just me. It's really rare to compare myself to someone else and come out well in that, right? I'm always going to set myself up against someone that is doing something better in some tangible yeah. or intangible way yeah because if it's someone that we deem to be doing something we don't want to compare ourselves no. to those people because that doesn't make us feel good because perhaps they're not you know we don't perceive them to be succeeding in the way that we would want to right yeah, yeah you're not alone in that i don't think. No, i don't think so i don't think so right so and they're just stories so now i'm now i'm telling this story about this woman's poise you know <laughs> to to make myself feel chaotic and out of control control being the optimum that's what yeah, it's all about i think it is perfectionism business yeah. yeah whether it's internal or external it comes from a need for control it comes from an anxiety yes Mine certainly does not mine as well yeah yeah oh absolutely i mean the place is never as clean as when i'm anxious Fine. Because there's that distraction. My anxiety comes with a... Um, it, it's an active thing. It comes with a discomfort, which makes me want to move. And so, yeah. you know... Why is it we end up seeing all the things that are out of place mm. or untidy so much more clearly when our anxiety is triggered? 
Yeah. I think we've shared that we yeah. we we've shared that we share this. Absolutely. Well, I think that's about that tunnel vision that yeah, we get with anxiety, right? So that adrenaline and cortisol it makes us hyper vigilant on whatever is our thing, mm. you know, and. And, and the things that would normally not be that deep, exactly, suddenly yes. much deeper. Yeah, and because, mm. and, and for me at least, because they become an, an external marker of my internal state, right? So, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm slovenly because, I don't know, no, there's post on the kitchen table. Or Shoes all over the hallway. Yeah, the living room needs people. dusting, yeah. you know, or yeah. whatever and it it's, is. But it suddenly becomes so much more important. Mm in those moments of anxiety and I think you're right in saying that that narrow focus thing that takes over suddenly sort of emphasizes the chaos outside at the same time as chaos inside when we might not care so much about the outside chaos if our inside was poised (laughs) serene it's not words that I can really relate to no I mean in meditation practice yes there's been moments of serenity but generally on a day-to-day basis I'm sort of bumbling around, less serene. So, so I'm laughing because <laughs> because I'm suddenly thinking I had no idea that was so important to me. <laughs> it's I mean it's only through verbalising this right now that I've thought oh okay apparently I'd like to be serene. And We're going to spot those people now and wonder. <laughs> Excuse me, are you serene? <laughs> you look serene. Is that how you feel? Yes. What's going on on the inside? We need to know the truth. If anyone out there is serene, tell us. Yeah. Phone in. <laughs> Put it in the comments. That would be great. Oh, is it a real thing? That's what I want to know. And of course, I think that's what we're all striving for mm. in some way. That's, to me, maybe to you, actually, if I identify it, maybe that's your idea of what it would feel like to be perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that it would... Yeah, that it wouldn't be effortful, right? That sense of kind of efforting through my life. Yes, ease, easing. <laughs> yes. Easing in the serenity. Absolutely, rather than careering yes. from, from one task to another. But the very nature <laughs> of life yeah. is that it careers because we don't know these these blocks and you know stumbling blocks that just get presented to us on an almost daily basis. Yeah. There's like another thing. It may not be a big thing, but it's another boulder. <laughs> That we have to step over or climb, depending on the enormity yeah, or of go it. go round. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then we feel like we're this never getting mm-hmm. to the place of perfection. Yes, of course it doesn't really exist, right? Well, that's the thing, right? That, that there is no such thing as perfection. And I think our lives pass us by while we're striving for perfection. You know, that sense of when I'm poised and gliding through my life, I can, I, then I can engage with it and enjoy it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Whereas, actually, as, as we've said so often, life is, is only it's this moment. There isn't, there isn't anything else. Yeah. yeah, and all that time we would waste getting there yeah. when there doesn't exist. Mm. The Beyond the Bend in the Road poem yeah. by Pablo... Neruda, something like that. I should remember. But Google it. That, you know, we need to really just pay attention Mm. to what's here now, not what's beyond the bend in the road. But we believe that round that corner, it's all going to be fine. Yeah. Serenity is there. A tidy house is there. People viewing us as having our ducks in a row. It's all there. 
Yeah, it might not be. No, no, and Sartre says... The path might be blocked. Exactly. And Sartre says, we strive to get to somewhere, but once we've got there, it's already behind us. So we're all... So that sense of kind of always striving for the next next bit of perfection, right? Mm. I thought it would be perfect when I looked like this, or I had this job, or I, I had this child, or... Yeah, whatever I, it is and I think we've spoken in a previous podcast about the fact is that ultimately we can't have control over yeah. everything so even if what we've planned especially the external stuff we've talked about an event or something you yeah. know we can do so much but we can't control all the aspects especially when other people are involved because we're all unpredictable yeah. and our behaviours won't other people's behaviours won't align with what we were imagining it should be like, no. we end up just being eternally disappointed as if that was in some way our lack of perfection, our blame, our fault in some way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, so that perfection then gets in the way of good enough, right? Yeah. I'm being as, as uh, the best I can in this moment. Yeah, and you mentioned about parenting, and mm. that's obviously the area in my life, I think, that it's really been most prominent, this f- not feeling like a good enough parent, wanting to have been the perfect parent, but trying ever so hard to be the perfect parent also comes with its own downfalls, because, you know, you end up, I've spoken about being a snowplow parent or, or a helicopter parent, because you're projecting that perfectionism on to the child not to make them be perfect but to have this idea that you are this perfect model of parenting for example yeah and it's another stick to beat myself up with on the days when I'm feeling down what terrible parent I was to do x y or z absolutely fall back into that pattern yeah Yeah, absolutely absolutely and I think that it's it's interesting that you mentioned the parenting because I, I think that that a lot of what we think perfect would look like like you said at the beginning is is a control thing and that comes from our childhoods right for all of us about what felt safe or what unsafe. You, or un, indeed to protect us from unsafe you know we we develop those patterns and we've talked in the in previous podcasts about patterns from our childhood serving us well there and then not serving us as an adult so kind of how do we let go of those patterns mm. but, I, I, but but I think perfectionism is one of those patterns right mm. That, that I will be lovable, I will be enough when, you know, my house is perfect and I've got the perfect job and I always look groomed and I've, you it's know... It's never going to happen. No, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I know, not with hair like this. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just all bringing it round to acceptance, yeah. isn't it? Acceptance yeah. of who I am because who I am is who I am and yes there's certain things we can do to make us feel better but not I don't think we should do the the work for other people no it should be a very personal thing so that I align with the things that I would like to be you know values and things like that much more important than what I look like what I sound like how I how I behave in the world is aligned with my values. Yeah. Um, and so kind of being okay with the person that we are is the first step. 
acceptance precedes change. Yes, that exactly. is a new way of being. Yeah. It is a new way of relating to ourselves. And that constant striving to get there, we miss out on life. We're never going to get there. It's just actually exhausting. Yeah, and I think, you know, you've touched on something really important there, which is, who am I doing this for? Yeah. I think that's such an important question, you know, to sit with, you know. I want to be poised for who, you know, for how that looks to other people. That's not, that does actually, you know, if I say that out loud, that does not sit with any of my core values at all. No, and I'm wondering, these poised people, yeah. do we know them? No, no, I don't think so. I think perhaps they're a little more guarded, you know, do not wear their heart on their sleeve. Yeah. It doesn't make them bad or whatever, but perhaps they're very much more contained. Yeah. And I actually like seeing people's vulnerability. Yeah. It feels important to know that other people fail just like I do. Yeah. That other people make a mess of things just like I do. That that feels vital in order for me to feel okay about myself. So if you suddenly start getting poised, that's going to be very disconcerting. <laughs> you let me know if that ever happens. <laughs> I mean, I'm not holding my breath, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say you can let go of that one now. We've pulled it. I think, I think, I so. think the next time we speak, that's gone. <laughs> you know, that it's okay to embrace imperfection. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And actually, I like you say, I value not only other people who are fully engaged but I value that in myself I value that you know that I'm happy when I'm happy and that and that that's obvious rather than I'm sitting back with a half smile being poised actually I wouldn't want that I hate this word because it's bounded about too much but it's the authenticity yeah. of who we are yeah. right and people always would be your authentic Con- self congruent yeah but it's congruent that is who I am. I yeah. am this kind of slightly chaotic, slightly messy, you know, slightly all over the shop. But that's okay, you know. I wouldn't have said that once upon a time. No. But I can be okay with that now. Mm-hmm. In the knowledge of when it's not helpful, I can rein it in. Um, but also when I'm with people that I can be free to be me with, yeah. it's okay that they'll be okay if that Lucy shows up. Yes, yeah, and think that's really important, right? Like you say, that acceptance of ourselves, that 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 is a change, because there used to be no acceptance of myself at all. Likewise. So, so that that's a that's a positive change, and that has to happen before I can say which parts of that do I want to amplify, which parts would I like would I like to grow to develop Mm. you know yeah and that's it that's important because the chaotic messy doesn't need to grow anymore Mm. there's an acceptance of that stuff hanging around and also the ability to find more ease in my life the ability to kind of manage my emotional regulation more skillfully all of that stuff has been developed and that's really congruent with also what i want but it's not negating the other stuff that's kind of just part of me that shows up from time to time, like these different aspects yeah. that we have, but we don't need to grow them anymore. That's no. what feels important, that exactly. those ones can be acknowledged, accepted, and to grow the ones that feel more helpful, more enjoyable, and that we feel comfortable 
in whichever state we're in with the people that accept us too I yeah think. but if we can't accept ourselves we're never going to find that level of comfort in anyone else's company no and i think i think i'm now thinking that 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 perfectionism is also is also about that right is is that not being comfortable with ourselves so seeking that external validation you know and and learning learning to validate ourselves you know and and to and to not give up about what other people will think yeah because if they like me that's great and then they're my people and if they don't well that's all right no let them yeah nobody has to you know as long as we have enough people and how, how liberating does that I know, feel? I know, it feels massively liberating. And, I, you know, when I think back to how I was as a child, she would not believe that I would ever think that, believe that. Yeah. And yet... Yeah, here I am. I'm not going to say I'm 100% there, mm. but it's the journey. Oh, I hate that as well. Yeah, me too. It's the journey I've been on. You know, it's the work we've been doing. Yeah, let's go with that's that rather why, than journey. Yeah, that's why we do the work we yeah. do, right? We want to bring others along with us and say it is possible to make that move from, you know, I'd go so far personally to say self-loathing to some kind of acceptance. Who knows? I might even one day say, yay. And you know what? I don't mind myself. (laughs) And the old me would not have been able to say that at all. No. And and I'm all right. Yeah. God, that feels so important to get to the point where we go... I'm okay, actually. I don't mind. I, I don't mind. I don't mind me at all. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do. Yeah. When the chaos is raining, sometimes I mind me. But most of the time, as a general, who I am, values, the person I'm trying to be in the world in terms of just, you know, we all want to be a good person. Yeah. But can that be good enough? Yes, exactly. And I think that's really important. So I think it's important to to know to know what is important to us, what we stand for, who we are, how we want to show up in the world, what those values are. And then there's that congruence thing, right? So this is what I believe. I believe in fairness and I believe in kindness and I believe in, you know, whatever. And then it's all very well believing in those things. But how how do I demonstrate that in the world? Yeah. And that helps to grow our self-esteem and how we feel about ourselves. All of that stuff starts to nurture and plus, at the same time, we have to hold this other uncomfortable stuff around some people might not like us. Some people might view us as imperfect. Some people might judge us for the way we look, the way we act, how we show up in the world, because we're not all the same. Yeah. And I think when we're trying to have both of those, it's just an impossibility, isn't mm-hmm. it? We almost have to let go of that completely and focus on being the person we would like to be in terms of demonstrating that through our values and be okay when people don't like it, accept it, don't want to hang around with us. You know, can we let them? Yeah. (gasps) It's hard though because that acceptance Mm. from others has been told to us as an important value. Yeah. Plus the whole primitive being part of the group thing. Absolutely. Yes. The thing but we're is, not part of the whole no, group. I was going to say, the thing is, we've generalised it horribly, right? So finding our tribe, our people, people who have the same sorts of values as us, the people we admire yeah. and, and, and like to be around, yeah. and 
That's not the entire world. No, and to acknowledge that we don't like everybody. There are other people I don't want to hang around with and choose not to. And actually letting go of a need for them to like me, despite the fact that... I don't like them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that, yeah. Because, because, yeah, there'll be people whose values are completely misaligned. Mm. And we wouldn't want to spend time with them. No. Mm. That's so interesting. Now, there's almost definitely another podcast in that. I know. I feel quite emotional about yeah, this conversation. me too. I need to practice what I preach. Yeah. I think I do more than I've ever done. We've said this. But it, it's reminding ourselves of that stuff again yeah. and again. Um, yeah, and coming back to acceptance. Can I accept myself as I am, flaws enough. and all, good enough, and then work on the things that I would like to amplify? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I'm sorry to just mm. carry on, but it, this reminds me of the way appraisals were done in the old days. It's yeah. desperately trying to improve the things that people weren't very good at. Instead of letting them not do those things, looking at the things people are good at and growing those. Yes. So those things can stay small. That You know, we don't need all of the things. We can't be all of the things. No. So the things that are uh, characteristics or qualities that we can amplify, can grow. Let's spend the time nurturing them rather than trying to suppress and, you know, get rid of those yeah. other aspects. That yeah. feels a better way to redress the balance. It really does. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to It's Not That Deep with Adrienne Kirk and Lucy Woods. If you've enjoyed listening, then why not subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode?